0: Thick Boy Extra Delicious Show
1: Incoming transmission Engage house party protocol Mark 4 powering up Mark 17 powering up Mark 44 powering up Suits are welcome
0: to house party protocol power up suits and welcome in to another episode of house party protocol my name is will and with me today is someone that you may or may not have heard mention a time or two on this podcast with some really fantastic questions from our discord server the illest the chillest the realest also the best community. Like just I can't even we'll talk about that later on. But it's the one and only Patrick Rollin, or as those on the Discord know him, BF Trick. What's happening, my guy?
1: Well, I'm doing pretty darn good. Life is great.
0: Excellent, excellent. I know uh, you're about to be a dad. Is this the first time, dad? Uh
1: first time dad, so 50-50, incredible excitement and incredible terror. That's where I'm at. <laughs>
0: That's how it goes. And I'm gonna be honest with you, it doesn't really change. It's pretty much 50-50 incredible <laughs> incitement, incredible terror all the way through, let me tell you.
1: <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just, you know, it is what it is. You just kind of gotta buckle up, strap in, hold on to the safety harness, and you'll be all
1: right. All right, I will do that.
0: Yeah. But uh, dude, I wanna say thank you so much for joining me here. So suits, I've been kind of teasing some things around here lately. And one of them is merch and that's, that's coming up really soon. So be on the lookout for that. And then I've also got some stuff going. I'm trying to start making some TikToks and do some stuff on there. I mean, look, I don't know if TikTok is a thing for house party protocol or not, but I think that TikTok is a place for MCP content that is as yet unexplored. So we'll see what happens. And then lastly, kind of the other big surprise thing that we're doing, Is a painting contest. That's right, a house party protocol painting contest, (gasps) and I'm stoked.
1: It's gonna be awesome.
0: I think so too. I I think it's gonna be pretty incredible. We've got some amazing painters in our community, and Mm -hmm. it's one of these things that you kind of approached me talking about it because we have a channel on the Discord that is completely dedicated to people's painting and hobbying questions, if you will, and. and just to showcase their stuff. You know, you put a lot of stuff in there. Whenever I sometimes slap paint on a model, I throw stuff in there. But it's been a really kind of awesome place to kind of talk about painting, talk about different tools that people use. Someone was asking about an airbrush the other day, and I was at least able to give some kind of comment on that because I like airbrushes. And, and then just showing off these wonderful pieces of plastic that we push around the table and some of the amazing stuff people do And so you kind of brought this to me, and man, I think this is just a wonderful idea.
1: Yeah, I love I love the painting uh, channel um, because just the other day I asked a question about how do I like add OSL to this cool silver gun, and someone gave me a brand new technique that I've never heard of. So um, I kind of want to use this painting contest to like inspire people to try new techniques and try new cool stuff.
0: Heck yeah, heck yes, and. It's one of those things where I I love this idea and I want to go ahead and say, I know something like this for someone like me, who's just an okay painter, you know, don't be intimidated to submit your work. This is meant to be like a very fun, accommodating thing. And Pat, you've done this thing where you've created a scoring rubric where basically it doesn't have to be like this impeccable, like, you know, golden demon mm-hmm. crystal work thing or whatever it's called. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really awesome about that. But we'll talk about that in a second. I'm jumping ahead of myself. <laughs> Way ahead of myself. <laughs> like, so far ahead of myself. And I, I'm pretty sure it's anxiety-inducing for someone that may or may not have made an outline for me to follow. Just he, saying. He,
1: Will you follow your own outline? I'll make sure all the important details get in there.
0: There you go. so painting contest, house party protocol, painting contest. At, tell everybody what our theme is.
1: so there is a theme, and we wanted to tie this in. there is a uh, well, I don't know if you've talked about this on the podcast, but there is a reading club on on your on your discord oh I've and talked so people about it. people like to like read you know similar things at the same time, and I think you usually put you know, a couple ideas in there and then people vote on them and then we all read them together. And the most recent one was Shadowlands. Um, so because of your uh, reading club um, discussion channel, I read through the Shadowlands comic series and, and all the tie-ins and it was so cool. So the theme of this painting contest is Shadowlands. Um, we'll get to it in a minute, but basically any any character that's in the Shadowlands story arc is eligible for this painting contest um i I can give a a wikipedia article that lists them all and i can list them all later but i just thought of such a cool story arc i loved it so much that i just wanted to to build on that oh
0: yeah i think it's wonderful and yeah to your point we do have a reading club and at some point i'm going to do a uh online kind of chill session on the twitch channel to just kind of talk about it it's just Life has been in this, like, crazy, hectic mode for me for, uh, you know, like, two months now. So, unfortunately, I haven't been able to sit down and kind of get that done. However, it will be happening soon before this painting contest is all said and done. But Shadowlands is such an interesting storyline. And at the time when we were doing this and everything, we were talking about it, Shadowlands, Daredevil, and Electra were also kind of the new releases. I mean they kind of still are in a sense. I mean they're still pretty new. We've only had them for I think 2 months now, maybe. So uh, yeah. Yeah. I I'm I'm really Brand excited new. for this. And the fun thing about this is the Shadowlands storyline, it really encompasses a lot of characters. And mm-hmm. within Marvel Crisis Protocol, I think that we have a myriad of characters that are able to be used for this painting contest and I'm really excited to see some of the fun, you know, fun uh, themes, fun different little things that people can come up with with these characters because, like, I look at a character like Moon Knight as an example who definitely has a part to play in Shadowlands and, you know, just moon knight in his own is great but i think you could do some really cool fun stuff with this that could be really amazing so you know i think that's just a a part of the fun thing of a painting contest is you don't have to follow the exact like okay this is how they looked in this comic run you can make it your own
1: correct so there's so there is some bonus points we'll get to the i have a scoring rubric We'll, we'll get to that in a minute um, but, and you you get some extra points if you sort of make your character thematic to sh- Shadowlands in some way, but you can paint your character, however they want. Um, and there are so many characters that are in, in that story, la- story arc. I think I'll just read them off right now. Um, j- just so we, just, so we have them it. in, in podcast format. Um, so just the ones that are an MCP, cause there's a bunch of characters that are in here that don't yet have an MCP model. There's bullseye, Luke cage, daredevil. Uh, Shadowlands, Daredevil, um, Elektra, Ghost Rider, Iron Fist, Kingpin, uh, Moon Knight, uh, Punisher, Spider-Man, all the the villains and Thunderbolts, which are I'll, I'll list a couple of those in a second, and Wolverine. I think those are the main ones. There's a there's a few more, and then in Thunderbolts, I'm pretty sure it's Juggernaut and uh, Crossbones. So. Um, one of the things I wanted to make sure is this, this contest is sort of accessible for everyone, and so just in the core box you have, um, Crossbones, who had a really cool scene in, in the, the Thunderbolts tie-in, the Thunderbolt Shadow, Shadowland tie-in, and Spider-Man, who's also in the core box. So in the core box, you got two characters who are in this, who you can paint up for this contest, and there's a bunch more, all those street-level characters like Bullseye, Luke Cage, Daredevil, um, it's etc so there's there's a bunch of characters here and if you want to convert one of the other characters like shang chi is in this and even though we don't have a shang chi model if you want to paint up a shang chi or convert one or something i think that's i think that's super cool
0: oh i'm i'm sitting here like staring at lady bullseye as like a main yes. character and i'm like well i mean someone needs to make bullseye into a lady and make a lady bullseye right
1: yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, she has a crazy outfit though. If you wanted to like copy the one from the the Shadowlands arc, I don't know if someone can paint that. It's it's pretty bonkers, but it's she's she looks like a very cool character.
0: Yes, I'll I'll be about that life if it happens. Um also, I want to say like that there's you mentioned Daredevil and Daredevil in this run, like he starts out as normal Daredevil and mm-hmm. then he becomes the beast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like you can go and do some cool stuff with the OG Daredevil too. So I just want to throw that in there. Now, Ah. I want to go back to something I said a few minutes ago. And because this is something that's really important to me, is that who can enter? Literally anyone. You do not have to be a part of the HPP Discord community. You do not have to be a part of this podcast. Like, Look, if you don't like this podcast, you can still enter and win. Like, I'm not going to take it personally. I hope you like it. I, I hope that you're listening to this while you're painting and that you're somehow inspired by our sweet, dulcet tones. <laughs> just saying. I hear that this podcast does well for painting. I'm just saying. You know, it's, that's the word on the streets, by the way. The mean streets. I tested streets. It. <laughs> So, anyways, yeah. Anyone... Can enter on this. You don't get any kind of bonus points for being a part of our community or anything like that. I, I hope you are. And if you are not, definitely check that out. It's patreon.com slash houseparty protocol. And over there you can spend a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year and get access to our Discord community. And it's just a really chill time, you know. And I don't have a ton of tiers in my Patreon. I have one other tier that just gets you some extra bonus stuff when we do a giveaway, which we have one going on right now, which I'll talk about here in just a minute. But I just want to say that, like, if you're a part of that community, if you're a part of a Patreon, that just means you enjoy this show, you enjoy this content, and and that's all it is. You help me pay for the hosting, you help me pay for equipment, and that kind of stuff, that's all it is. And I just want to say... Thank you so much to the people in that community. And if you're on the fence about it, you know, I, I understand. It's okay. We, we love all the suits here no matter what. So, you know, Pat, I know you can attest to the community over there. I, I got to say it's one of my favorite communities to kind of watch and especially how it's grown. I mean, you've been there for a long time. And mm-hmm. seeing how it's grown has been just amazing thing
1: it's it's super fun it's super super good i love seeing when new people join and they sort of find the thing that they like talking about that also other people like talking about like yeah i, I can think of a few people new people recently who you know maybe it's rosters or maybe it's painting or maybe it's just general battle reports like people sort of find the thing that resonates and that, that they everyone enjoys talking about and it's it's fun to see that and i i love that i, I and i love all the I love all the small stuff in between battle reports and painting and rosters and it's great, it's great.
0: Thank you, I appreciate that. And anyways, so anyone can enter. And again, I wanna also stress, any painting level is welcome. And yes. if you are a part of that community, as this process goes on, feel free to post your work, ask questions, say, hey, I'm doing this for a contest. What do you guys think? You know, I know that we will always give honest, thoughtful opinion and so far anytime anyone has ever posted anything i have never seen anyone make a denigrating comment and i can tell you right now if they do they're out of there so just just know that you're in a safe place at least in our community if you ask questions about your painting and if you're unsure about whether or not this is something that would be for you i I really encourage you if you've been on the fence about getting into painting you know if you're like me just pushing around gray models all the time Perfectly reasonable, but uh, you know, there's prizes. So come and hang out and, and do the stuff and the things. It's the way I say it.
1: Yeah. I, yeah this is, uh, Will, I just want to highlight that, like, I want, I want everyone to submit, even if you think you're a very bad painter. Um, I, I've been painting for 20 years. I have no natural skill. Every bit of painting that I've done, like, I, for anyone who says I like paint well, it's because I put 20 years into it, not because I have any natural skill. And so I really want people to submit, even if you even if you think you're you're even if you're a brand new miniature painter and you don't think it's any good, like please submit. You'll you'll learn you'll with the scoring rubric, you'll see like what you did really well and what you can improve upon next time.
0: Exactly, that's exactly it. And Pat, uh, what models are we going to use for this? Are we going to use any proxies, or do you think we're just gonna gonna go with the MCP models?
1: Hmm, I, I've been thinking about it. I, I think I'm okay with. Uh, I think I'm okay with with like third-party minis if you have, if you have a good reason for it, um, and and so for that for that reason I'd say it's okay. But I I always like buying official ones. I here here's here's what I'd say, Will. So I always like buying the official minis. But for my uh, Nick Fury, who I painted up and I the the Shield agents, I bought one of those like Coulson models on Etsy, oh, yeah. and I added him. I replaced Rope Guy with the Coulson model. And I think that's like, that to me is a really good use of a, a third party model. So please buy like accessory bits. I think those are incredible. Um, I, I, I that, but that's just a personal preference. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No,
0: here's, here's how I'm going to say it. Look, you know, I know everybody doesn't necessarily want to buy this or that pack, right? Like I get it. There's more than enough models available. Like you said, there's even crossbones in the core set. But if you're really passionate about a particular character mm-hmm. and you feel like, you know hey silver sable's not in this uh game yet but you know what i really want to paint up silver sable she's one of my favorite characters and i'm going to make her look dope af and you know i'm okay with it you know what i mean i'm i'm okay with it like you know it's that's the thing we're not we're not going to like try to you know i don't know how to say what i'm trying to
1: say but i think you get it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, so how about this? We're we There's no penalties for using unofficial models.
0: I like it. You know, you, you made it sound way more rulesy than I was definitely making it sound there, So
1: <laughs> I don't... I, I like to have... I only like to have rules as... Uh, just to make sure that people don't go in the wrong direction, but I don't think third-party models are the wrong direction most of the time.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah.
1: We'll go with that. What he said.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now... Here's the part that I'm not super familiar with, but luckily we have someone who I'm going to say is an expert and his name is BF Trick, Patrick Rollin, at ladies and gentlemen.
1: So what is this? okay so we'll go ahead and release this somewhere Will. i imagine we can release it on on the socials uh yes. later so everyone everyone can you know feel free to pull it up on, on wherever you find it so um real quick before you go yeah. any further
0: there there will be a link for it in the description of this episode so make sure to find it there or it will be on our facebook page it'll be a post there just look on our facebook page find painting contest and there will be a link to it in there and it will also be in our discord community as a pinned post in our
1: painting tab so check that out as well awesome so the painting rubric gives you a it's written down how many points you can get for a certain thing so let me give you an example here so for um basing your model it go the 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 score goes from zero all the way to four. So if you don't base your model, if you take if you take a picture of a newly assembled Spider-Man and send it in with zero painting on it, that is uh, that falls under zero, where it says bare plastic. So you would get zero points for that. Now if you put one layer of paint on it, boom, you get one point because it says base has paint on it. Now if you want to get two points, you go to the next column over and it says base is painted with a base coat shade and highlight. So there'd be three coats of paint technically. But you this scoring rubric lays out exactly how many points you get for how many things. And and the two biggest ones are painting and basing. So that's where you can get four points each. Um the next biggest one is details and you can get up to two points with details by you know painting all the, the buttons and, and the, the magazine for the gun and the putting a leaf on the base, that type of stuff. I,
0: I got I gotta I gotta pause again. Yeah. I gotta interrupt because it's my nature here. This when, you, when y'all see this, this, this thing is really well done, really well laid out. Give Pat a million of percent of the credit here. But I've got to say, number three and number four on the basing option, just, you know, it speaks to me because that word flock is in there. And within the hobbying model painting community, that word I've always uh-huh. like, you know, add some flock, add some of this. And I'd uh-huh. like a flock of geese always comes to my head i'm just saying like i
1: can't well if you want to add a flock of geese to the ba- to your base i will give you three points <laughs> 100 it's not worth four come on oh you know what that that probably would be worth four so so i'll I'll just read this out so so if you want to get all if you want to max out your points for basing you got to paint it with a base coat shade and highlights you got to add some sort of extra thing like flock sands or some sort of more intricate element, leaves, newspaper, like resin effects, like water effects. Um, so that's it. So it, it's kind of three layers of paint and some extra stuff on top, um, which is, I think when you see, the whole point of this rubric is when you look at the score and you go, OK, most of my models most of the time would get two or three points. But oh, if I just add a newspaper to my model, and there's some files on the Facebook groups, you can find them, that have cool, like marvel newspapers, cut them out, put it up, glue it with some PVA glue, some white Elmer's glue on the base, boom, you got an extra point right there. So I want to the whole point of this rubric is to show you how easy it is to level up your painting by one point.
0: Absolutely. Sorry for the sorry for the the, the curveball there. I just really love that word flock.
1: It's, it's it's perfect. Um so there's let me so there's two more fun things at the bottom of the rubric and then I'll go back to the sort of the advanced painting section in, in a minute. So the two areas at the bottom are thematic to Shadowland. So you can get a bonus point if you add something thematic to the story arc. So please read the Shadowland comic arc. arc uh, it's really fun. I, and also, I was just looking through the Reading Club discussion. And as an example, there I, I just thought this panel was so cool. It's uh, I posted back in March of 22nd. Crossbones has his new cool superpower that he doesn't normally have. And if you if you painted your crossbones in that way with some sort of cool effect, I don't want to ruin it because it's a little bit of a, it's a very minor spoiler. But like, if you see that a, a superhero has a cool new effect in this, like that's a great example to like add some sort of thematic elements. Or if, if you see, a, if a character did a cool thing, I can think of a Daredevil doing something very cool with Bullseye in the opening comic. Oh, like yeah. you can get some extra points that way.
0: Yeah. And look, um, it's only just one extra point. It's not like yes. that. this is something that's going to, make or break you, per se. But you know maybe you, you don't put the newspapers on your base. Yep. Maybe you don't throw the flock on there. Maybe you leave the geese at home. There you go.
1: <laughs> there you go. Um, and then the other one is fun, novel, or inspiring. So that's, that's sort of the, the judge's wild card of just like, wow, they did something really interesting here, and I want to give them an extra point. But again, it's maximum one point. Um, so most of your points are going to come from all the basic painting techniques. Uh, painting, basing, and details. And then the last section is advanced. So I do want to challenge people. I want to give you something that you can, um, str- some new techniques that you can explore. And there's four different areas here, but here's the thing. You will only score the highest of these. So if you do all four advanced techniques, cool. I'll give you a pat on the back. I'll give you I'll give you a fist bump in real life, but you're only going to get points for one of them. So we, we don't want This is sort of to sort of even out the playing field a little bit and to give people who are new at painting something that they can strive for. So please try a new technique because you're just going to get the maximum, the highest of these these scores.
0: Absolutely. So what are those?
1: So there's four. So the first one is object source lighting. You've probably seen it as OSL. That's all the glowy effects. So if you want to have a cool fire glowing or a pistol glowing or some sort of energy weapon glowing, that's OSL um non-metallic metals um that is you've probably seen this as well where someone paints like a gold and it's actually like a lot of yellows and browns that give the illusion of it looking like gold but it's not actually painted with gold so that's non-metallic metals the third one is free hands and that's sort of if you want to do like paint someone like someone has a cool tattoo on their arm you paint on a tattoo or symbols or letters or something like that that's freehand. And the last one, Will, is true metallic metals. And I want you to tell me about this one.
0: Right. So true metallic metal is one of those things that it's it's difficult, I would say, right? But I really like true metallic metal because it's like non-metallic metal, except you're actually using metallic colors. So the specifically scale 75 makes sets that are true metallic and like non-metallic sets, right? And so, like for my Ultron as an example. I love Ultron. Like he's one of my favorite characters in comics and in this game, even though I don't play him ever, don't judge me, but (laughs) I did like a gold orange, you know, orange, gold, red metal kind of thing. And I used the set that they had from the scale 75 set to kind of make it look sort of like what you would see on non-metallic metal, but using true metallic paints. So actually using metallic paints and there's a myriad of different companies out there that make metallic paints. I know, like, AK Interactive, I think is the name of one. Like, they have some that's, like, it's a, um enamel paint. So, if you've never used enamel paint, again, this is advanced technique for a reason. Just don't, don't, you know, tread lightly if you've never used enamel paint. It involves paint thinner, so just, there's a thing. But they make some, not all metallic paints, by the way. There, there are plenty of acrylic ones, but this particular one, and it looks incredible. Like, I, I, it's incredible. I can't even just, just Google like AK Interactive True Metallic Metal, you know, robot or something, right? So like, Ultron as an example would look stunning with True Metallic Metal as a, as a technique. So, just that, that's what that is. It's kind of the, the using the ideas that you take from non-metallic metal but using actual metallic paints and it's it's incredible i i personally Mm -hmm. find it to be a little more striking than non-metallic metal but we are also playing a game of little tiny pull on a tabletop and non-metallic metal tends to pop a little you know what i mean Mm.
1: yeah so yeah uh, and all of these are easy to google or, or i guess search for on youtube like if you don't know what one of the, one of these is please search for it on youtube you'll see a million tutorials and i i just really want to encourage you to try one i i my the first time i ever painted osl was on red skull and i i told you i've been painting for 20 years and only up, up until 2 years ago when i painted red skull did i finally paint osl so i encourage you to like try new techniques you know, if you can get an extra point or two, that's awesome. And maybe try OSL and freehands. And then if you get only one point on your free hands, but you get two points on OSL, you still get you still get the maximum of two points for the the advanced techniques. Exactly. Um, so try try some new cool stuff. We wanna we wanna see it. We wanna see you become a better painter.
0: I wanna see it. I can't wait to see what people come up with. And yeah, mm-hmm. if I see somebody do some true metallic metal, I'm super stoked. Super yes. stoked.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's very cool.
0: It is very cool. So Anyways, yeah, that's kind of what the rubric is. And again, you'll have links to this pretty much every podcast from here until the contest ends, which, uh, spoiler alert, that's coming up here in a minute. But pretty much every podcast between now and when it ends will have a link to this scoring rubric. So have no fear. You will be able to get to this and be able to reference it. And, you know, obviously, make it your favorite on one of your bookmarks. It'll be your favorite because you'll be referencing it (laughs) all the time. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. So Pat, how can people send their submissions in?
1: Yes. So the idea is we want I want to create a Google form and then you can upload um 1 to 4 photos. So you can upload as many photos as you want. If some people like to sort of have like one big photo and like little small fo- photos sort of embedded in it, those are the fancy painters. I'm I'm way la- I'm way lazier than that. So if you just want to submit multiple photos, 1 to 4, that's that's perfect. You can't submit any more than 4. If you submit more than 4, I'm deleting the extras. Just 1 to 4 photos. We'll have a Google form. Um I'll set that up and then we're going to have three judges um who will judge your submission. Um And we're just going to average the scores, so we're going to use that scoring rubric, and we're going to average the scores. But we're just going to have a Google form and just submit one to four photos, pretty, pretty easy peasy. I, I will say, if you've, if you, I would encourage you to try to finish painting a couple days early. The last thing you want is to like it's like you know 11:59. And you're like, oh my god, I gotta gotta get it in. And then you like take like a bad cell phone picture. Like there's, <laughs> you can just Google like how to take good photos, and and really just try to have a very simple background, or try to have a curved, rounded background. You can do this like a a poster or a piece of paper that's sort of bent. Um, and then get good lighting from a couple different angles and soft lighting. There's stuff you can, but just try to take an hour to take some good photos of your model, or maybe just thirty minutes to take some good photos of your of your mini, because it'll it'll help. And remove all those distracting uh, background elements.
0: Love it, absolutely. And you did mention that we have three judges, so it's going to be myself, you, Pat, and then we've also got Polda from our Discord community who's going to be judging as well. But we do also have a couple of alternates ready and mm-hmm. willing, just in case somebody falls down, and, or you know, a baby falls out,
1: or b- baby comes early. Yes, yes. <laughs> so.
0: So we have that, and like you said, it's gonna be an average of the three judges' scores. And you know, I can't say that I'm night may or may not like try to sway my other judges to my opinion. <laughs> I, I can't promise that I won't try to do that. But ultimately we will all probably have our own independent forums here. We will we will be isolated like a jury from one another, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it,
1: it makes sense to the scoring independently. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So Don't worry. It's going to be great. And um, if you have any questions about this, feel free to reach out to me. The uh, House Party Protocol Discord is primo number one place there, or you can send me a message on Facebook. It's uh, just House Party Protocol Podcast over on Facebook. Uh, Send me a message there. You can send me emails, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. Send me an email there and we can kind of answer any questions that you might have. We'll get it figured out one way or another. Now, as for a timeline, so today that we are recording this it is June 15th you will hear this on June the 16th so you're going to have until July 20th so about a month and a week remember take July 20th is the deadline for this contest
1: Exactly yep we we would have loved to have given you to the end of July but the baby's coming before that so we're we're going to do it as we're going to do it in the time frame we have. So July 20th, please send me all of your stuff. And, and you can submit it early um, and we can start judging stuff early if you want. Um, but, but July 20th is the, the absolute last day you can submit.
0: Yep, exactly. And you know, I know what's going to happen, Pat. Someone's sitting out there with like a Shadowlands Daredevil already done. And they're like, huh, I'm going to throw some newspaper on this because this looks pretty good and call it a day. And I'm going to be like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Sounds good. I, I would encourage you to try something different. Don't get me wrong. Yes. Like I, I encourage you to challenge yourself, but if you do that, we'll never know. It makes sense. I mean, if you send it to me
1: in a day, I'm oh, cool. You're just a really good painter. I guess that's awesome. Thanks. If yeah, if someone submits like three minutes after the podcast posts, that might be a little, a little sus. It'd be a
0: little sus, but you know what? No judgment here. Sus away, baby. Sus away. <laughs> I, I,
1: I, speaking of that, I, I, I think it, how about this? I want to say that the the model can be assembled and it can it can be it can and it, it should be plastic or primed. Um, I think that's where most models should be. But I'm also not going to check. So if people are, you know, if 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 you have one coat of red paint on someone's arm and you you're calling it unpainted because there's only one tiny little bit of paint on it, I I think that's fine. It's sort of your judgments. I don't I, we don't need a before picture. Yeah. Um, but but we but we do want you to paint new models. We want yeah. you to get through the backlog of gray plastic. That's what happens with most miniature gamers is we get this (laughs) huge backlog of of bare bare plastic, and we want to help you win the war against bare plastic. That's right. It's
0: called the pile of shame, Patrick. It's called the pile of shame. The pile of shame.
1: Yes, 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 yes. I'm very familiar with the pile of shame. I have assembled and um, disassembled many piles of shame.
0: Oh, yeah. So... Anyways, yes, Patrick's going to come to your house and check to make sure that it's an unfinished, that it's Correct. an undone model. It's yeah, coming in your house. Correct. We got the Inquisitors <laughs> over here. So, anyways, prizes. So, I'm really Ooh. excited to give out a prize for this. It's it's a simple thing, but I figured we would do a Shadowlands Daredevil box, or if you already have that, then we'll do one of the Cargo 2 movement template sets. Like, you know, the slow, medium, long and all the range tools all of that stuff so all the the movement and measurement tool stuff you could need from cargo to we will we will do that as the prize so you know a simple thing but uh, maybe more depending on how successful this is how much how much traction Ooh. this gains maybe we can uh, do another one of these and have some fun with it
1: love it yeah so and that's- you know I, I haven't bought my shadowlands yet so I'm just gonna secretly submit on under the name of at atrick p problems R, and uh see if i can (laughs) see if i can win i think that'll work i i I totally
0: (laughs) would not see a comment at all you know (laughs) totally blindsided totally (laughs) so that's all for kind of like the big announcement and and like kind of this this fun thing that we're doing here now those of you listening to this podcast are probably like all right can we talk about mcp already (laughs) and uh yes so we didn't really have a mini extravaganza, Patrick, but Ugh. but we kind of did. Yeah. And there's a couple things that we have to discuss. And Ooh. chief among those is the fact that they revealed the coolest model for this game yet to be revealed.
1: That's a high bar, Will. That's a very high bar.
0: Well, look, I guess, you know, you've been with me for a long time. you been with me for a long time time and my favorite model to this day has been green goblin and it's, green it's, goblin. it's just, it look I, it was impeccable impeccable <laughs> it's it's so elegant and captures the exact spirit of the character i mean what's not to like it's it's the best model in the game anyways pretty great we now have a new one that i think is um it, it's it's it for me Oh my god! Like I just, I want to put this on the table, and uh, I'm burying the
1: lead enough, but I don't care. It's Malakith. Holy crap! It's absolutely incredible. I'm super stoked. I, I love big models. Period. So anything that's just a big chunky model automatically is 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 at least in the top 25. percent They're just cooler. Um, I love my Dormammu's. I love my Hulkbusters. I love that stuff. And then Malekith, where it's a hero riding a mount, is just magic. Magic.
0: Oh, magic is an understatement. It's, yes, it's incredible. And we don't know what Malekith does yet, so I'm not going to get too intricate on the details on this model that I'm staring at right now I'm going to talk about. But it's incredible, and and we'll talk about it more when the model stuff is actually re- revealed and all that stuff. However. We got a whole bunch of other reveals, and we got the, I guess, news that we are going to have another Captain America, and with him is the original Human Torch, and then we also got some news that we're getting another Red Skull. We don't really know what that all entails, but we know he's a Red Skull, and we also know that he's on a bigger base because they had him standing next to each other, like him and Captain America, and Red Skull's base was bigger, so that's interesting. That's interesting. We also got a Baron Strucker and Arnim Zola announcement, which is really awesome. And I love that it's like Zola with the like TV face in his chest. Zola, like that's so awesome. And I look at this and I think like you know what's AMG done in the past with stuff like this? Like that's going to be a modeled part of that character. And I'm just curious if we're going to get like a clear plastic piece to put over it. Or, or, or what's going to happen with that part of that character?
1: I would like a clear plastic piece, but I think just for simplicity, they might just leave it off and it's just sort of assumed it's a thin screen. But, but I, I was going to say Zola is my second favorite mini from, um, from, from mini stravaganza. It, like Malekith is incredible. It, it's, it's, you know, a hero riding this. I don't, I, I want to call it a manticore, but it's not a manticore. It's some it, sort of tiger manticore It's a tigran. Thing. Oh, what is it?
0: It's a tiger dragon. It's a Tigrin,
1: A tigrin. I want one of those. That's incredible. Yeah. But um, but I love those tall minis. Like um, like um, who am I thinking of? Who's the the? Oh no, he's the. He's red. Omega red. <laughs> he's red. Omega <laughs> red. red. Like I like the mo- and Colossus. Like I like the minis that just have a little bit more stature to them. And Zola has that like extra stature. And I I think they just look so good on the table.
0: Oh yeah, he looks he looks boss. And he comes with Baron Strucker, which is really interesting. And then another one we got here is Nick Fury Sr. and the Howling Commandos. So there's definitely a Dum Dum Dugan on here. And then mm-hmm. this is Nick Fury, you know, like the old David Hasselhoff film, Nick Fury here. This is interesting.
1: Yeah. It's. It's interesting they put a hero and sort of two dudes on a base. I, uh, I you know cuz it's presumably not going to use grunt rules. It's just going to have something dip maybe he just has extra stamina or extra attacks or or some some sort of like rapid fire. Um but it, it it's very cool. I I like Dugan. Um right, that's the guy with the cool hat? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I dig him. So I I'm excited.
0: Yeah, this is like you said, this is really interesting and like if we didn't have grunts at this point in the game I'd be like, well, that's how they're doing grunts right there, Mm -hmm. which is how personally I always wanted it to go. Was was kind of like if you're going to do kind of no name people, you put like, you know, one person like Nick Fury on a base and then put the no namers on there, but then you give them superpowers where the no namers are doing something cool. But alas, we're not rehashing that ground. And then (laughs) Captain America and the original Human Torch. So. I like how they really, really, really specify the original Human Torch, and, and I think they did that, Patrick, I'm going to ask you this, just for me specifically, because if I saw if I saw Human Torch on here, you'd know right where my mind would have gone.
1: Absolutely. They didn't want to disappoint you, Will.
0: Oh, yeah. This is specifically me. It's all me. All the time. <laughs> But no, uh, this is the Jim Hammond version of the Human Torch, who was like an android and stuff, like... Cool character, it's admittedly a cool character, but uh, I'm excited to see kind of what he plays like on the tabletop, and if it's maybe even some kind of a precursor for the real Human Torch, Johnny Storm. I'm just yeah. saying. Lastly, and uh, kind of our final topic for today, we got the revealed stat cards for Scourge and Heimdall, and they look good. Oh, yes. So I am pretty stoked to talk about these characters. And let me ask you, Patrick, do we want this to be a jam-packed, thick boy, extra delicious show and talk about both of them? Or do we just talk about one and save the other one for another show?
1: I. It's like asking me which is... I, no, I can't pick favorites. No, we we just have to do both. I'm have sorry, Both
0: will. Have to do both. Okay, fine. I will accept this. And we're going to start with everybody's new favorite axe-wielding standing randomly person <laughs> and and it's the one and only scourge that's right we're talking about scourge first because i i want save Hamdall for later mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just just seriously so first thing we're gonna do is talk about this model and right off the rip you know he's it's, it's kind of basic
1: mm-hmm. it's a little it's a little boring um He's got a tactical rock of some sort, um, some sort of doohickey he's standing on. But it, like he's just statue. sort of standing. He's got his axe in the "I'm about to swing" position. It's not. It yeah. It's a. It's a little basic, but it's fine for. Uh, uh, I, I almost want to call him a minion. He's not a minion, but he's he's not a main character. Yeah, it's 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 one of the less exciting
0: poses. I mm-hmm. will say, I'm excited to see what people do with the paint job because yes, you know Carl Urban turned that role into something special in that movie yeah. right and so yeah. you know i will imagine that within days of this model's release we will see little mini miniature m16s at least strapped to his back
1: absolutely
0: yes look Des and troy are going to make an
1: appearance on my version of him i can tell you that huh <laughs> Yeah and, and and what and that relates I I'm I'm jumping way ahead but there's the weapons of Midgard card that's in the box which has got to be those co- it's got to be the weapons right it's got to be I mean it's got to be it's got to be it's just got to it's, yeah. it's be so
0: anyways I I'm excited for this model in general but not so much the model itself and uh-huh. with what they showed off it looks like he's on a 50 millimeter base so it is worth oh. noting that as we go forward, we're gonna operate under that assumption because I'm pretty sure they showed him standing there next to Heimdall and uh he's on a bit oh, of a bigger it... base
1: oh okay it looks looks to me like it's uh the standard the standard size but uh i i it's just the one photo I'm looking at so okay
0: yeah I, it's it's one of those where you kind of gotta gotta look at it where like the one where they're kind of together on that, but there's another one where they were on the table together somewhere. I can't hmm. remember where, and, and they showed it, and it looked like he was on that bigger base. So I'm going to operate under that. Okay. So with that, now let's talk about a stat card. And uh, I will take the top now left stat line to start us off. And we have Scourge the Executioner with an alter ego name of Scourge. So if we have another Scourge version somewhere, you can only have one of the actual Scourge named person on the tabletop at the same time, but two Scourges in your roster, as long as he's not Scourge the Executioner and Scourge the Mid-Guard-wielding M16 guy, then you're good to go. (laughs) So he has a physical defense of four, an energy defense of three, a mystic defense of two. He has six stamina, so six hit points. He has threat value of three, three he is a size of two and he moves medium and it is worth noting the only change to that stat line on his injured side is that he goes from six down to five stamina so i gotta say i really like the descending defenses because i think that's just interesting and fun
1: yeah I- I like it, it i I think of this miniature game as like a it's sort of like very it's like rock paper scissors with a hundred options, and so it, having different defenses means that it's he's he's more interesting to play against a rocket raccoon or a or a doctor Strange of the mystic attack. It just makes it a so much more interesting game. so yeah, the four three two is just more interesting to me than a three three three
0: absolutely absolutely and and it's just it's yeah, it's just interesting and fun and and I like the way you categorize that there so. Would you like to talk about his attacks?
1: So his, uh, I guess it's a gainer attack. Is a battle is battle axe. So range two, strength six, and then obviously zero cost. And after this attack was resolved, this character gains one power. And on a a wild, it infl- uh, it gives the uh, target bleed. Yeah. Uh, so it's a gainer. So you only gain one. Um, And if you happen to do multiple damage, you're limited to one. I guess that's that's the one tiny downside of this attack. But it's six dice on a three threat. Give me more. Oh, it's so good.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Like, oh, my gosh. This is an incredible attack. And yeah, six dice on a three threat character with their only weakness to this character being mystic, which there's more of in the game, but it's not everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And then on the wild bleed, I know we have some new people that are just kind of getting into the game listening. So I'm going to do do this for you guys. The, anytime you see a wild effect, it does not mean that it applies that many parts of bleed for that many wilds. The only time that you'll see like a wild effect do multiple things is when there's specific text. Something like for each wild. In this case, you roll six wilds you only get to apply bleed one time it's worth
1: noting Boo. but you rolled six wilds so you're feeling pretty good
0: feeling pretty confident i know i would be yeah. and yeah. yeah you're gonna hit that
1: roughly 60 percent of the time i think math
0: on that something like that but yeah range yeah. two six dice uh-huh. like oh yes it's so
1: good Yeah. It's so good. This is, I mean, just on its own, that, that attack is what I think, is that one of the best attacks on a three threats? Um, I think Ant-Man has a six die, but it's only when he goes from tiny to large. Like this is a very, very good attack for three threats. Very good.
0: No. Yeah. So this is the best attack, Mm -hmm. like just naturally that you don't have to do anything for. Yep. And, And yeah, it's insane. I love it so much. I love it so much. What's next?
1: So next is the Executioner, which is range three. So get a little get a little extra range there. Eight, uh, eight strength, and then it costs you four power. If the target character has bleed, you may reroll two attack dice during this attack. And just in case they don't have bleed on a wild, you give them bleed. Um, so this is like incredible synergy, right? So the first attack does a bunch of damage. You gain a power, you put bleed on them. Then you, if you have four power, you do the executioner. You're rolling eight dice, re-rolling two. Oh, most things are gonna, most things are gonna be seriously dead unless you have a giant health pool.
0: Oh yeah, no, something was definitely executed on this attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah it, the this is really great. I love it because, like I said earlier, the battle axe, you have a likelihood of putting that bleed condition out there. And let's not forget that we don't don't know what affiliations scourge is going to be in we can assume asgard but you know we don't actually know but Mm there's so many characters out there that apply bleed someone like a zemo being able to get in there and bleed somebody for him to come in there and get an executioner off like you're you're definitely executing whatever you have your eye on right here i think because re-rolling two dice is is going to make that really consistent it's really nice like I don't know about you, though. Anytime I get over seven dice, like seven dice is my sweet spot. That's when my dice are like, okay, we're going to play ball here. Anytime <laughs> over that, that's when things get a little squirrely.
1: I, I I am familiar with this. The last game I played, I had the Hulk who had some damage on him. So he was rolling eight dice, and he could not kill anyone. And it was shocking that mm. with eight dice, nothing was happening. But some sometimes that's just what happens.
0: It's just what happens. So... Next up, we're gonna talk about his superpowers, and we have a active superpower here. So that means during his activation, he has storm giant strength. Gonna cost you three power. Choose an interactive terrain feature of size three or less within range two and throw it short. The superpower can be used only once per turn. It's worth noting also again for the newer people that you're measuring this throw from Scourge's base because it is a terrain. throw, So the, the, you have to put it on his base and see where it, where it hits there. So I like it. I like that he has a throw. I wish it displaced characters, but if he had that, he'd be a four threat.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure.
0: So next up, we have a reactive superpower. So there's going to be a trigger on when we can use this. And I'll tell you what that is. I'll highlight it here in a second. Right hand man. And to cost you two power. When an enemy character within range two of this character targets another allied character with an attack, this character may use this superpower. This character becomes the target of the attack regardless of range and line of sight. And the trigger here is when an enemy character that is within range two of Scourge targets another allied character, he gets to jump in there it's the intimidating presence
1: or the generic taunt
0: yes the generic taunt like hey i'm standing here you're gonna have to attack me instead so yep i I love this i think it's really great and and if he is on that 50 millimeter base which i'm gonna do a little google sleuthing to to confirm this but if he is on that base then uh yeah i think that that's a really impressive amount
1: of range he's gonna have there it's a super good amount of range yeah, I I think while you're doing your Google sleuthing, I I think one of the things that makes him so powerful as a character is right hand man with he's as guardian. Sorry, I'm I'm jumping. He's as guardian. So during the power phase, he gains an additional one power just innately. So he always has two power at the start of the turn. Uh, so if you can just if someone runs a big scary character towards you, just run him next to him, and on the next turn he'll have two power and he can taunt and take away attacks from the rest of your team. So right hand man is great.
0: Yeah, it is. Okay, so I found the picture that I was talking about with them standing right next to each other. I'm dolls slightly in the foreground and it looks like they're on the same size base. Like it it's it's tough to tell, but it looks like they're on the same size base. So I retract my previous statement that he's a fifty millimeter. (laughs) And good on you. Yes. He is, he is only on a 35, it appears. So, so we'll, we'll go with that. But that's still really good. And yeah. again, we've seen characters like Luke Cage use this really well. And while Luke Cage has some damage reduction, Scourge doesn't. Scourge has some other fun stuff that he can do here. And I think powering him up to get those Executioners off might be a bad deal for your opponent. My humble opinion.
1: Oh no, I took four damage. You're dead. <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, the next superpower
0: we have here is aggressive. We've seen this before on someone like Crossbones or She-Hulk comes to mind. After an attack, targeting this character is resolved. If this character suffered damage, it may advance short toward the attacking character. So I really like that superpower. I think it's really nice. It helps him get where he needs to be. Those little people that like to do those plinking away from range four. Well, guess what? You've got an executioner in your face now.
1: Yeah. And, and you can't put It's really hard to push him off points.
0: Exactly. So next up we have Asgardian. Like you said a second ago, it's an innate superpower. That and aggressive both. So always has these online all the time. During the power phase, this character gains one additional power there you go. He gets two power per turn. So right hand manned is online right away, which really makes me think of some really interesting, like crisis setup situations that you can do. You know, if someone tries to come over and and steals an objective from you, you're in that middle of the table, trying to kind of fight over objectives and scourge is standing there within range two of, an opponent, like if if you're on, let's say, an intrusion thing, right? Like it's right in the middle of the table across Main Street there. C-shaped map. So if you're standing on that, if two characters are contesting that point, they are within range two of each other. It's that the range works out that way every time, right? So if you have two characters, let's say Thor and Scourge, and they're both contesting that, and then your opponent brings someone over to contest it, and they're able to get an attack off. Let's say they charge, right? Well, Scourge is going to be able to start with the power to absorb that attack from that person. I love it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be really good.
0: I love it. So I'm here for it. I think it's going to be awesome. And, and yeah, so let's talk now about affiliations because we don't know what he's going to be in officially. I'm going to operate under the assumption that he is labeled as Asgardian that he is Asgard. And how do you feel about him in Asgard first? Start there.
1: Yeah, so I start the first affiliation I played was Asgard, and they desperately need some three threats. Valkyrie's great, um, but they desperately need some other three threats. And Scourge seems seems like he'd be great on like a mutant madman or or on anything where there's a center big fighty objective in the middle. I think he'll be great. Uh, I and I think it'll either be it'll be Valkyrie for sure, and then either Scourge or Heimdall. That he, he he's 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 great.
0: Oh yeah. I think like wide Asgard is about to be a thing because Mm -hmm. you're going to be able to have like a Thor, a Valkyrie, a Scourge, spoiler alert, a Hamdahl. I mean that's a bunch of three threats right there. Like you can have a core setup that is like Thor, Scourge, that makes eight and then throw in Hamdahl nine, ten, eleven and throw in Valkyrie that makes you fourteen right there. Yep. Oh, I don't want to play that on sword.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they they would if you don't get lucky and push them away with the sword uh, objective, they are going to be right back in your face and and smashing you.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And even if you do push them away, as we're going to find out, might not be so safe. So I yeah. I just I'm I'm super amounts of here for this and for him specifically. I think he brings a lot of things to Asgard, and I think that with him coming to Asgard, and Hamdala, as we're going to see, they are going to have a really nice resurgence right here. And I'm really excited for that. I'm here for it. Yep. But what other affiliations, like pick two affiliations you think that Scourge might fit well into?
1: So I've been playing Shield recently, and there's something in my brain that says double aggressive is really good. So the Shield leadership... If you're, you know, the same VPs are higher, when someone damages you, you can advance towards them. So with his native aggressive and then the shield leadership, someone could shoot you from like range four, and then you can be within like range one of them uh, to smack them back on the next turn. So it's sort of if someone shoots you with a range four or five gun, you can be right in their face. I it that's more theoretical, Will. I don't think it's ever like won me <laughs> the game yet, but theoretically it sounds very cool.
0: Theoretically, I really like it a lot. So yeah, I think that's interesting. I think the thing about Scourge that's going to be interesting is that he's not going to be spending his power all over the place, right? And mm. Battle Axe is only going to gain him one power per turn. He doesn't have any kind of like native defensive tech. So he's going to be absorbing that damage, right? And not really being able to mitigate it in any kind of a way. I think is a really interesting thing for a character that's kind of somewhat designed as a bruiser. -hmm. Right, so being able to double aggressive and and all of that, I think, is a really interesting thing because you're going to want to spend that power somewhere, and Mm -hmm. I think he's a character that more or less will be loaded with power. Like I think you're going to want to use the executioner as much as possible, but at the same time, I don't think you necessarily are going to be sad swinging that battle axe around to just gain that power and use it to maybe throw off an advanced R and D or rainbow bridge onto something or throw a little doomed prophecy onto somebody.
1: Oh, doomed prophecy. Oh, can't wait for that.
0: Yeah, scourge rolling 10 dice on the battle axe. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, Billy. Yeah, it's super yeah. dead there. <laughs> so, Yeah. So, I like your shield. What else you got?
1: Um, well, I thought for a second you were talking about his lack of defenses, so I assumed you were going to say web warriors. Well, I mean, I, that's I, just I, an su- assumption. I assume you'll say it later. I assume you'll get to it. Um, the other one I was thinking of is either X Force or Dare, uh, Shadowland Daredevil Criminal Syndicate, because uh, then he gets the rerolls, which just gives you that slightly higher chance of putting bleeds every time you attack. So that's that can be really good um, on, especially on like at actually really good against Web Warriors, because they have such so little health pool, such small health pools to begin with. So putting a bleed on them is super good. So I I would I would love to see him in some sort of Criminal Syndicate, Shadowland, Daredevil, where he gets a re-roll, or X-Force, where he gets a re-roll. Something like that, I think, would be be fun.
0: Oh, yeah. I think that'd be really nice. I think something like Guardians of the Galaxy is also interesting for that aspect of it, you know, getting that re-roll. And, you know, I know everybody is kind of, like, loves Drax kind of under the radar, right? He's not a character that gets talked about a lot, but he's also one that, like, if you know, you know. Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) (laughs) So, so... I don't think I would see him necessarily replacing a Drax, but I think you could get some really interesting synergy there for, like, using them as, like, a one-two punch. And they both have some synergies with bleed so that if one target has a bleed on them, like, Drax can go in there and get some rerolls, right? On top of the already rerolls from the leadership, right? Because I think it's blades. It's his blades. If the yes. target has the bleed special condition... B-roll two attack dice for that attack on a five-dice attack. That's pretty solid. And then if he's already got a vengeance token on something, you know. So, like, I think pairing Drax and Scourge together in a Guardians and trying to play, again, just this uber-wide Guardians thing, I I find that really intriguing. So, for me, I think Guardians is really good for him because any amount of consistency you can give a character that's rolling this many dice is going to be good.
1: Yeah. The only thing
0: he doesn't have is displacement. And it's the one mm-hmm. thing that's like they could really use, but I think he rolls yeah. enough dice and does enough damage. I mean, for them to be able to have a character like a Scourge, who is a three threat that has access to a six dice attack, that's money, I feel like.
1: <sighs> it, it's super good. And he, and he has the taunt so, or the right-hand man. So, you know, when someone's shooting at Star-Lord, you can take those shots instead of Star-Lord.
0: Exactly, exactly. So you said Web Warriors, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't love him there.
1: Oh, I'm shocked. What I, did you do with the real Will I you're know, the clone?
0: he's gone. He this is the clone. This is Ben Riley version of Will. <laughs> um, if you get that reference, you're a real one. So anyways, I, I don't it's one of those things where like look, re-rolling defense dice on him, re-rolling a skull, like uh, okay, I changed my mind a little bit after thinking about it. <laughs> All right, like I think he's actually kind of decent because he has the executioner. It allows him to re-roll two dice on that attack. It costs him four Ooh. power, so like that's a thing. So if he's holding an objective, testing an objective, he could re-roll skulls. That's intriguing. Cool. It's intriguing. Like native re-rolls that can re-roll skulls. I'm kind of here for it. I, it's not going to be my first choice. Like let's just be honest. Like. Like if I'm gonna have some fun and throw Scourge on the table with spider people running all over the place. Like he's gonna be like, I hit you with my axe. You're executed. You know, like it's
1: gonna be like that. Yeah, so. slow and plotting. Exactly,
0: yeah. and I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with that. So you know, it could be fun. So yeah, I think that for me though, it's it's guardians. Like hm. I, I like I like the ones you mentioned. You know, mm. anywhere that's gonna get him some consistency is definitely gonna be good. But like. Guardians, I think is gonna be one him I think somewhere like maybe defenders is interesting because he's gonna have power, I feel like, so changing the result to meet what you need and then potentially hexing people as a three Ooh. threat on six dice, I mean, Ooh. super here
1: for it that's good,
0: yeah, so that's all I got for Scourge there. What about you
1: yeah, I, I think that's about it um i I do, As you said, the the synergy with Blade also. So in Midnight Suns, I think oh, yeah. he'd just be. But that's basically just for Blade. But he does have two power, which in Midnight Suns means he can always, um, do the the step in the night, whatever that's called. Yeah, bump. Uh, and and he can still interact with objectives. So that's that. He might actually be okay in um, Midnight Suns.
0: Yeah, Midnight Suns is a really interesting one. I like that too. That's that's the that's the dark horse pick right there. <laughs> so. That's Scourge, everyone. Let us know what you guys think and, uh, and what y'all feel like and how wrong I probably am about, about Scourge. I'm, I'm here for it. It's cool. No problem. No judgment. I know I know. I don't get everything. You know, I'm wrong, everyone. <laughs> I'm never wrong. Never wrong. Yes, Patrick's never wrong. wrong, so make sure to tell him how wrong he is. <laughs> but anyways, so next up we have Heimdall, or Hamdall, as some people have said it. You know, you Put the Southern on it a little Heimdall, and uh, oh, no. No, he's Heimdall. <laughs> so let's take a look at his model first. And I, for a model that's like in a really stoic position and everything, I love it.
1: I think it's really hard to pull off a good stoic model. So it looks interesting, and he's not just standing there. But he's in this sort of, you know, he has both hands on his giant sword, and he's got the Bifrost coming up. They did, I think they did a great job. I, I think it's harder to do a make a stoic model look excellent, and I think they made him look excellent.
0: Yeah, completely agree. Just n- enough said. He will be Idris Elba when I paint him one day, though. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I, I'm, he's, he's Idris, period. I love Idris Elba. That man needs more respect and needs more because he's awesome. He should be the next James Bond. Don't even add <laughs> me on that. So, anyways, I love it. I can't wait to try to do like these rainbow blends they did on the, the studio Oof. here. I'm like, Oh, God.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I will give it a try.
0: Yes. And I can't wait to see it. And I say I'm going to try to do it. Y'all know I'm, I'm, what I mean by that. So, you know, maybe one day. <laughs> Anyways, let's now talk about I'm Doll, the all seeing, with an alter ego of I'm Doll. So, where to begin? The top left stat line here he has a physical defense of three has an energy defense of three and a mystic defense of three he has a stamina value of six a threat value of three he is size two he moves medium and it's worth noting on his injured side the only thing that changes is he goes down by one stamina value so six down to five so pretty Basic three threat stat line here. It's nothing exciting. It's not cool like Scourges is descending, but you know, it is what it is.
1: I mean, it's the it's it's the top end of three threats, right? Like he's a, he is the six five for health, and that's yep. just that extra point of health is so good. So I, it's three three three. You know, three physical, three energy, three mystic. But the the extra point of health on the front is always good. I always exactly.
0: welcome that on a three threat. I, I'm 100% with you. It was, it was one of the things that I remember when I did the Star-Lord podcast back in the day, I was like, look, doing Star-Lord here, talking about the fact that he has the six versus the five, because at the time it was a lot of five stamina, three threats. And that one extra point of stamina is usually the difference between being alive and dead at, at an opening turn or yeah. making someone use that extra action to finish a character. off. So I love it. here.
1: Mm-hmm. What about attacks? So he's got a strike, and this is probably the most standard strike. So range two, five dice, zero cost. And after this attack is resolved, the character gains power equal to damage dealt. So bare bones strike, but not bad.
0: Oh, yeah. Five dice is is just nice. Five dice
1: is nice. So after that, he's got... Horfund? I don't know. Am I pronouncing that right, Will?
0: It's, it, yeah, it's Horfund.
1: Horfund. So, also range 2, but 7 dice, and it's going to cost you 3 power to use this attack. If it does damage, however, after this attack is resolved, this character may push the target away medium. So he's got a little control. And it's uh, no size restriction.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the part I was going to mention there. Like, There's a couple of things with this. You're pushing them away medium. Medium and no size restriction for three power. Like this is his throw, people. Yeah. Like if you're if you're curious about like oh well, well ha- what am I gonna do with Heimdall? What is he gonna you know this and that? Like look if if you look at a, the way a character has a throw or has displacement, you can always look at it for different ways. Like throws cost three power typically, right? size unrestricted things are typically two or three power like you know i say typically like look at um southern hospitality that's a really good one that is uh, on rogue a good good thing i don't know if it's size unrestricted but either way that's going to cost you three power and then you've got superpowers that displace people that are similarly costed so all i'm trying to say is when you're looking at Hamdal here and you're looking at Horfund and all this stuff, when you when you look at like, oh man, I don't want to use his spender, I'd rather do X, Y, or Z. Look at his Spender as what it is, as a throw, as a means of displacement. And yeah, rogue's throw is only size four, but still it costs you the same amount of power on a four threat character you and,
1: So you do have to do damage, but on seven dice, that's pretty darn likely. True. Uh, yeah, let me you're right
0: about that it is not guaranteed. Seven dice though, come on. Seven dice, come on.
1: Yeah. You yeah. got it. Like but I it... said earlier, seven dice is the sweet spot. <laughs> seven dice is nice. I think that <laughs> I think that's what you said. <laughs> yes. It's the sweet spot. <laughs> it's it's
0: when my dice literally look up to me and say, "Yeah, we're going to play ball this time."
1: Yes. Yes. Eight dice is the the bad spot for Will.
0: Oh yeah, no. Don't if look, if I've got Juggernaut, it's not going to go well. So <laughs> So those are the only two attacks he has, but Otherwise, this is a pretty dense card, so strap in right here. We've got an active superpower, so again, it's going to be on his turn. Guardian of the Bifrost. It's going to cost him three power. Choose this character or an allied character within range four and place it within range two of its current position. A character can be placed by this superpower only once per turn he has red skull's teleport. Pretty awesome.
1: Oof. uh it's very good. Um I, I I'm I don't have too many of these. I I know Lockjaw has a similar one, um but, but range 4 uh, from Heimdall is fan like that's that's a huge area of he has a huge area where that he can affect.
0: Oh yeah. And, and that's just the thing. Like that's a big area and and when you think about like deployment and stuff like that, just how far range four is on a on like width wise it's pretty significant and i'm thinking that you can basically be again like thinking of a c map or an e map right so like demons you know straight down main street type map so you can be near a lot of objectives and affect other characters that you wouldn't expect so like as long as you haven't activated heimdall yet he can do this if he's got the power which is three power and uh, there's an important thing that Asgardians start with, and it's not three; it's only two. However, mm-hmm. I think this is wonderful. I think advanced R and D will be a staple for uh, a character like this here, you know. And um, I just I love I love teleport shenanigans. I love being able to help the action economy of the rest of my team and, and do stuff like that. Like I, I'm I'm really I love that kind of stuff.
1: Love it. Yeah, I, I, I played Brotherhood a few, a few seasons ago and just having one or two characters with, with tricks like this really help move around your big, your big beaters.
0: Exactly. So next up, we have a reactive superpower, All seeing eyes. It's going to cost you two power. When an allied character within range three is attacking, defending, or dodging, during the modified dice step, this character may use this superpower. So there's a lot of caveats there. When an ally character within range three, I think that this will probably be errata to say within range three of this character, because it's one of those weird things, but we all know what they mean here. Mm-hmm. When an ally character within range three is attacking, defending, or dodging. So any of the dice rolling other than for objectives. During the modified dice step, this character may use the superpower. The allied character may re roll up to two of its own dice. That in and of itself is good. There is a second part. Alternatively, when an allied character within range three rolls dice for a crisis card or team's tactics card, this character may use this superpower. The allied character may re-roll up to two of its own dice. So I just said it doesn't apply to crisis cards. Well, it actually
1: does. Yeah. This, this is the first character that does this, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I'm shocked and happy. And I'm, I'm really glad that, there's a, that they're exploring this game design space because re-rolling anything on a crisis card is incredibly powerful. Like, it's VPs. It's incredibly powerful.
0: Oh, yeah. No, this is, remember this when we talk about affiliations. Just because, yeah, this is huge, and all of it, the entirety of it, the Crisis Cards part, huge. Right? I mean, how many times have we all stood there in the middle messing around with that stupid alien ship, only to not have it come out until the game's already decided? <laughs> you know? I'm just saying, the goddamn Creed Core is the bane of my existence. But anyways, I've had the same thing. The, the fact that you can re-roll two attack dice when you're within range three of Hamdahl means you can have him in a position of relative safety and do this turn one. Because I'm going to jump ahead a little. He is an Asgardian. He gets an extra power during the power phase. Like It's it, it's so good. It's uh, so good. It's so good, Patrick. It's so good, man. Let me tell you, it's <laughs> so good. So, I'm I'm probably not even like telling you how good it is by me telling you how good it is.
1: <laughs> I. I... I think with, so I think with crisis cards are, it you know, it's just a line of text on his card. It doesn't seem that impressive, but you just need to have one game where instead of missing the Cree Core, you find the Cree Core and then you run away. That makes him worth it. Oh, definitely. And and
0: not even that, but like, let's think about those times. Like, so I like spider portals, right? Because it's mm-hmm. energy defense. You know, you can kind of get some lower energy defense people out there or even mutant madman, another popular one, mm-hmm. right? You have to roll the defense. Well, how many times have you seen where someone rolls their dice and they're, they're expecting, like, oh, I'm rolling four dice and there's only one character contesting the objective. I'm definitely going to get it, and then you don't. Well, that's a really big deal because, you know, things always happen. Dice are going to dice, like I say all the time. But being able to mitigate that in some way or another with a character like this is really interesting, especially when it comes to, like, BP is, like you said, and like, all right, I need this to work, and it puts my opponent in a really bad position. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yes. I, I love it.
1: I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, think you, I think you can play a little more aggressively um, on trying to flip those, uh, those objectives, those crises.
0: Oh, 100%. And it's crises, get it right. Um, crises. <laughs> so next up, he has another reactive superpower. So lots of things Hamdahl can do reactively here. It's called Orphan. It is going to cost you two power. When an enemy character ends a movement within range two of this character, this character may use the superpower. Immediately Make a strike attack against the enemy character. This superpower can be used only once per turn. Thank God.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's a uh, pretty darn good,
0: y'all. I'm just I, suits. Listen to me when I say this. Amdal is about to be everywhere. Yeah, about to be everywhere. So ends a movement. Now you're asking yourself out there probably maybe what what, what is does a move does I mean, like if I do a move action, does that mean if I like advance or climb or or whatever? A movement is literally a placement, an advance, a push, climb, a move action. It's all of that stuff. And Hamdahl starts every turn. I'm going to remind you one more time. Probably another time, too, before this is all over. Two power per turn. He will be able to do this. Turn one, as long as he doesn't have to spend to interact with objectives. Just, just realize there's caveats to everything, sure, but like, if he's in the middle of the board and testing an objective,
1: he's gonna take a swipe. Yes, he is. Um, maybe there's like a toad or something, but almost always, yes. Oh no, I'm. I'm
0: look, anyone comes to mess with me, I'm taking a swipe because <laughs> I, I more or less have nothing to lose here, right? So mm-hmm. think about it like this if I whiff on the attack, I'm still gonna have two power left. And I say I've got nothing to lose. It depends on the board state, right? Like, if I'd rather uh-huh. save that two power for an all-seeing eyes, sure. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I get that. But if I don't need it for that, or if I'm, like, kind of late in the round, maybe something's going on, like, whatever. But he he's going to be able to do that. And, and it doesn't really matter what character comes up, because you're more or less likely to get at least one power back from that and now yeah. your power economy is that much better yes and it's yeah. a free action and let's not forget mm-hmm. it says immediately make a strike action so like you don't give the opponent another opportunity to do something now here's the question that you have to ask yourself how does this interact with charge
1: oh I haven't even thought about that.
0: Okay. So, Charge specifically says go to my favorite girl here because I, I want to read it off of her card right now. Black Swan's card. This character immediately makes a move action followed by an attack action. Superpower can be used. Turn. Now, I think this means that the attacker's. Entire ability has to finish before the Defender's ability. But I'm going to look at this up real quick while you're talking about how awesome this is, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, Heimdall's awesome. Um, I'm so looking forward to him in Asgard. Um, I'm so... Lo- Will, can I... I'm, I'm so excited to share where I want to see him outside of Asgard.
0: Okay, well, let's talk about the fact that one last time, he's Asgardian. And he gains yeah. one additional power during the power phase. So yeah. now let's talk about affiliations. Where do you want to see him?
1: Obviously outside of Asgard. Um, the other affiliation I would love to see him in, whenever I see someone with reactive superpowers that cost two, my favorite affiliation is Steve Rogers Avengers. Uh, because they will cost one for him um, in, in, in each... in in a character's turn so let's say steve rogers moves within range three in front of heimdall and chucks his shield heimdall can spend one because of steve rogers leadership and re-roll two of those dice and then someone else later in the round like hawkeye can move in front of heimdall again within range three and heimdall can again pay one to have uh, hawkeye re-roll two of his dice it's it's uh, that's a uh, value town. If you want to go to, if you want to go with a Steve Rogers Avengers, you're going to get a lot of good stuff out of Heimdall.
0: Oh yeah. So value town USA and the best just keep getting better. <laughs> if mm-hmm. you will. So yeah, Heimdall is going to be stapled. And I mean, literally like, like we're talking, you know, those industrial strength staples that you have to use, like when you're removing a big piece of packaging or something <sighs> that are like enormous and like copper, you know, like, stapled to uh-huh. Avengers lists. And, and I say that, like, competitively is definitely. Even casually, though, like, Hamdahl synergizes so amazingly with the Avengers, it's absurd. And yeah. you mentioned the rerolls and all that stuff. Like, yeah, all of that is great. But let's think about the fact that he can teleport someone range two right off the rip yep. in steve's avengers i mean
1: i'm here for it yeah yeah it, it enables you to do a lot of stuff like grab someone's back objective if they're not paying attention um so you, you can do some really cool stuff with that
0: oh yeah so I, I think steve's avengers and hamdahl they're gonna be best friends and you know i pray he's not affiliated there <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, i don't see why it would be
1: that i don't think
0: so gross. So all right, what's what's one more for you? Because I, I want to also say he's good literally everywhere. Yeah. Like right off the bat, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you Amdal has play in damn near any roster you can create. So but we're what we're gonna do is try to give you some fun, spicy examples. So you go ahead
1: so i have one other affiliation that i just sort of immediately thought of and that is the dark dimension or dormammu so with an extra power so as guardian gives him two power a turn and then uh dormammu's leadership gives him three power a turn which means on turn one he can teleport dormammu or someone else on the team but dormammu range uh, range two forward and it's possible given the the table the board state etc that dormammu might just be able to double blast someone on turn 1 after that teleport so that is pretty exciting i, I am looking forward to doing that myself
0: oh look dormammu loves his three threats that dormammu and three threats are our best friends and i think that's like the spiciest bit of tech because you got to think about the fact that the Dark Dimension and Dormammu and everything, like, you know, it's go after Dormammu or go after his little minions, not both. Kinda have to pick your poison a little bit. It's more more or less just go after Dormammu. But like mm-hmm. a character like Hamdal, you know, you mentioned teleporting him up early so he can double blast, or getting Dormammu out of dodge a little bit. Yeah. You know, like Dormammu has his own place so he can get where he needs to go. And then using a Hamdal to kinda like, okay, well I'm gonna bring Dormammu back over. Or I'm gonna give Dormammu some defensive rerolls.
1: Yeah, you know, no, he, like I—he's—he's I, a, a lot of utility. Yep,
0: a lot of utility, and and I think that Dormammu and Dark Dimension are are really really great places for him. So for me, I mean, look,
1: he's warriors all
0: day. It's all day, baby, all day every day. I mean, what do we talk about with Scourge? Right? He's got access to a reroll. If he's holding or contesting an objective, he can reroll skulls if he's in the Web Warriors. Hamdahl doesn't necessarily need that himself, but the ability to pass out little reroll cookies all over the place to the Web Warriors so that they can reroll their skulls oh my goodness. You'll never be able to kill them.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's going to make them extra tanky. It's, it's great. And, and even then, they're going to be extra beady too. Yeah like oh my
0: gosh this is gonna be so good i can't tell you how many times like you know venom's got six out of his seven damage on his healthy side and you're like all right you 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 ran that guy into range three of me i'm gonna so many snacks we are venom haha ha, i'm gonna get you and then all of a sudden you're like oh i gained one health back Great. well guess what hamdoll's gonna be like hang on re-roll a couple of those get a couple more health back baby gotcha it's a big difference for health from two health it's pretty good yeah Say like, like it's it's uh yeah he's everywhere he's gonna be everywhere just pencil it in and and make room for him in your rosters and then so web warriors definitely and as you know playing convocation a lot lately and mm-hmm. while mordo is one of those characters that i have a love-hate relationship with right i, I love mordo times i hate him at times well He adds two dice at the cost of damage. And adding dice is always better than rerolling dice because you have access to criticals that can end up adding more dice. Well, how about we stack those effects? How about I add Mordo and Hamdahl together to form a Mordahl or Hamdo, depending on how you want to see it
1: no
0: <laughs> oh yeah uh, it's hamdo <laughs> we're going full southern on this one it's hamdo and uh, uh yeah he it's it's gonna be wonderful i can't wait to do it and supreme strange is gonna be murking everything on the battlefield
1: oof. oof.
0: yeah but again i want <laughs> to stress any affiliation any squad will be able to benefit from what heimdall brings obviously steve avengers and anywhere that he can gain power kind of out of turn and stuff like that like that's that's definitely going to elevate him that much more so think
1: about brotherhood oh god brotherhood oh no it's going to be. we're going to be seeing a lot of heimdall all over the place i, I think it's going to be like shuri in season three like i think it's going to be it's going to be that he maybe maybe a little bit less prolific than shuri
0: i don't know man I, i'm going to be honest with you I think that if we were gonna have a season of TTS start right when Hamdahl was released and able to be in, he'd he'd be a 70% character.
1: Mm.
0: I think that would be the most we have ever seen. Because I think Okoye mm. was like 60 something percent at one point. Yeah. And and I think that Hamdahl, like legitimately, and it's not so much that as an individual that he's going to be able to do so much is that he facilitates so much and he makes everyone else better
1: yeah he 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 is he is a power up for your team right and
0: remember the majority of attacks in this game are shorter range so you're gonna to have to get close to him to do damage to him or you're gonna to have to have someone like you mentioned a hawkeye someone like a ghost rider someone like a green goblin you're gonna to have to have these characters can attack from longer ranges if you want to deal with him and then again if you want to deal with him you're just going to power him up and if you don't finish him off in one go well guess what that's re-roll cookies for your whole team and his reroll can be used on himself when an allied character within range three is attacking that means mm. he, can, he is allied to himself he can re-roll his own dice it's pretty good. Oof, yeah, he can save himself. So, so yeah. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's good. It's just good, people. It's just good.
1: Just good. So good. The one thing, Will, that I think will keep him from being everywhere is I don't think, we, we don't know his affiliation. And so I think for this upcoming TTS season, he's not, he has no, no affiliation. So I think that'll reduce his popularity a little bit
0: true however i think most people would be running him unaffiliated anyways yeah so like for instance me i've got this tournament coming up this weekend which if you're coming to the tournament make sure to let me know i'm super excited to see everyone i'll be me at the place you'll you'll look and listen to me for long enough now you'll know who i am when you hear me don't worry i'll be that guy i'm always that guy so I'm, i'm doing this tournament and obviously hamdahl is not available real life however if he was he'd be in here but I'm looking at my roster that I have here of, of characters and Hamdahl is going in and I'm trying to think about who to drop and it's it's probably Clea oh I feel so bad saying it because I Ooh. really like Clea but like oh boy
1: he does a lot of the same stuff
0: mm-hmm. he does
1: any. He, and he can't kill himself with his own superpower. <laughs>
0: yeah, he can't roll, uh, you know, five or four skulls on five dice to only have one health left. Can't do that.
1: <sighs>
0: uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm about it. I'm, I'm here for it, and I'm stoked for it. And with that, Pat, I think we got to put, put a bow on this extra juicy Thick Boy Deluxe Super Size Me episode here. And,
1: it's a lot. We covered a lot of stuff. Oh, we covered a lot
0: of stuff so where can people find you
1: you know um i have so i have a miniatures website so if you guys want to see I, I paint some stuff it's it's poorly named it's patrick's 40k hobby can you guess what miniature game i started with will
0: i'm gonna go with field ball
1: ah, no no no, 40k. Oh, but oh, okay. uh but patricks40khobby.com um, or um, i mean hit me up on the discords i'm bf trick pretty much everywhere and i'm bf trick on twitter so hit me up uh, in any of those places.
0: Oh yeah, make sure to hit you up and also again check out the painting contest. All of the information for it will be on our discord in the link to this description here like check the description for this podcast on whatever platform you have and make sure to to click on that do you get all the scoring rubric, all of that stuff? And again, submit, you know, have fun with it. Do something fun, do something crazy. And, and Shadowlands is the theme. July 20th is the deadline and you got a prize on the line. So check it out. And I hope that uh, y'all have fun with it. I can't wait to see what everyone's working on. And also don't be afraid on whatever socials you're on. Like obviously the judges and everything, we don't need to see the in-progress stuff, but feel free to send in-progress stuff whatever social medias you're a part of. Like if you're a part of another discord community and you want to share your work there. And if you're a part of the house party protocol discord community, share your work, say, Hey, this is what I'm working on. This is what I want it to look like. You know, that kind of stuff's part of the fun of it in my humble opinion. So definitely don't, don't be too cagey with your work. If, if you don't want to be, want to be cagey. Cause you've got some like baller idea and you're like, I don't want anybody to take this. It's mine. I get that too. So Yeah. And also, if you have the capability on your podcast platform of choice to leave a review, it would be really helpful for other people looking for crisis protocol content to find their way to house party protocol. I hope that you enjoy listening to this. If you have an opportunity to share it with your friends. I mean, I hope I'm not giving away like super secret tech that you are trying to use on your buddies to the point where you wouldn't want them to hear it. But, you know, I I get it, you know. I get it you know so at the same time though share share the podcast that'd be, that'd be really helpful i'd really appreciate it share it within your local community stuff like that it would mean a lot to me and also i got to give a special shout out to the mark five suits out there you know who you are and and listen all of y'all are amazing and i cannot express enough just my gratitude there and all of the suits is part of our patreon program there which again patreon.com house party protocol where for as as a Dollar a month or 12 bucks a year, you can be part of the best community that I personally have ever been a part of. It is really special to me, and, it, and it's something that I'm really glad with what we have going on over there. It, it means the world to me. And I hope that everyone has enjoyed being a part of that that already is. And I hope that we get many more new faces to come. And uh, yeah, send us messages Pod at gmail.com. Send us messages on Facebook. Patrick, we've got to come up with a special secret code word for our giveaway that we have going on right now, which, for those of you that might not know, is a Black Order Affiliation Pack plus Black Swan and Super Giant. And we've gone on a lot of tangents tonight, Patrick, but I think Flock
1: has definitely got to be the word, right? Sure. Because I don't give a Flock what people think. And you don't want to put a flock of geese on your models. Got it. Flock.
0: Yes. No, I do. you do want to put a flock of geese. Just just try it. You'll like it. I promise. Flock of bats.
1: (laughs) Hmm. Do they come in flocks? Sure. 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 No. Flock is the word.
0: Yes. Put a murder of crows on there. But no, we're doing flock. But no. So flock is the word. Send us that in a message form. You'll get an extra bonus entry for our current ongoing giveaway, which ends in like a Uh week.
1: (laughs) on july 20th there we go i had to look it up again
0: (laughs) the, the painting contest ends on july 20th the giveaway ends on the 21st so you get a week so make sure to send that in and uh yeah i think that about does it party on patrick party on will and power down suits